Yeah, what did you think about my outline that I sent you? I mean, I know it was all over the place. I, I had to rush, man. My bad. No, that was good. I like the progression of it. Yeah. Like, I, I like the first question, too, like asking, what do you regret in your life? Because everyone's going to have a different answer, but everyone will have an answer to it. Yeah. Because, man, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who wouldn't do things a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm going to share my screen and show uh, them quotes. Did you look at the Instagram post I sent you? Yeah, I did. Let me see if I can pull them up. Yeah, a couple of them, actually. Yeah, man. Like, this, like, when I, you know how I tell you I make posts and I be making captions to my posts. So, like, putting, like, five, mm -hmm. three quotes, you know, five Bible verses, something like that, embedded in a post, whatever that post is talking about, whatever that Instagram post, quote, my Twitter post, like, I put quotes and Bible verses towards it. So, like, when I was doing this one, man, I was just, it, sometimes it leads to having devotional when I be doing that. Like, I have to, like, find quotes and Bible verses that pertain to, like, a post like this, man. And, like, with this one, man, I just had a field day. Like, it just, like, struck a nerve in me, man. Like, I, I have to do, like, a series on this on YouTube. So that's why I'm happy to do it with you, man. It's like to help Yeah, out. I like that. Don't stress the could-haves. If it should have, it would have. I like that. The, uh, when I first read that, like, that, that's actually a lot more spiritual. Yeah. Uh, you think it right off the bat because like every when people think how things should have been they act like they know what the future would have been like the only person who knows that is god yeah so if god wanted that to happen he would have let it happen but if it didn't it didn't you just have to move on from there right so i got the wrong title for this lesson so let me see if i can change it mid-stream mm -hmm. Did you see the uh, other quote that goes to it? Don't look back. You're not going that way. Yeah. The uh, stop focusing on the story that could have been. Yeah. Start writing the story that could be. Right. Yeah, I like that one. That actually makes me think of a... Uh, ah, if I... Um, I wish I could show the picture, but there was like a really good... good motivational poster. And it was like talking about how the past is like a rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Like you need a, like when you're driving, you need a glance into the rearview mirror, but you don't concentrate on it. You still concentrate on what's in front of you. You just reference your rearview mirror when you need to. I feel like that relates to this post a lot because, uh, sorry, let me pull that up again. Because like if you're focusing too much on the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. If you focus too much on the past, you're not going to be see what's in front of you. Right. So God wants you to concentrate on the future. If if you miss an opportunity, that happens. Like everyone misses something, but you can't focus on that. You got to focus what's in front of you. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get off this post for a minute. Uh, let's go. Like uh, back in 2019, I don't remember when it was, but sometime in that year, it's right before you joined group. I did a lesson and I titled it, uh, Never Regret Anything. Mm -hmm. um, I never edited edited that video and uploaded it to YouTube, but I'm doing it tonight, so that's why we're going live the way we're on, on restream. So, uh, man, like um, here, um, and then also on my YouTube channel, I'm trying a series called False Quotes. It's like you know, there's so many false quotes out there. Like I've been seeing some crazy like Christian posts that are just like way off wall. I'm like wow, like here goes some of them. Like 
before I said that, say like, what do you think about this quote? But here it goes. Like, it's two of them. It says, uh, you'll never regret doing the right thing. That's the first quote. Second quote is, you'll never regret choosing to do things God's way. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, when I saw that, when I was making that post, you know, don't stress the could has, the could haves, if it should have, if it should have, it would have. Um, dang. I totally forgot about that part. But yeah, like when I was making that post, it ties in with uh, just what I've been going through, you know, because in this season of my life, man, I've just been looking back and reflecting on it. And I always reflect on my life and just ponder things and try to get better, right? I think as Christians, we yeah. should always do that, right? So like um, for me, I don't regret like doing bad things. I don't, I don't really, I never done it. I wouldn't say never done anything. I'm just very careful how I treat other people, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I was to die, people wouldn't be like, man, that dude, like, he crossed the night. No, like, if I messed up, I, it, it was, I, you know, <laughs> I just was not myself that day or something. But mm-hmm. I don't have those days, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm very careful with the words I say. I'm very careful with how I treat people. Like, so I don't have any regret that's bad like that. I only have regret that, that you know, I didn't have fun in a worldly sense. You know, I didn't send more. That's the kind of regret I got. So, mm. uh, okay, yeah. So, I guess like, those are kind of good things to regret. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's how, right. So <laughs> ties into a lot of questions I have later. Someone's pulling it, but here goes yeah. another. Uh, yeah, here goes another false quote. You'll never regret choosing to do things God's way. That's the biggest thing. Mm. <laughs> Did you hear that quote? Yeah, yeah. Because like people say that. I mean, I get what they're saying with that. But like, if we're being honest, like in our flesh, in the temporary, like we can't see like the end all and the be all, you know, and think, you know, you get what I'm saying. Some stuff just mm-hmm. don't make sense to us as in this earth, in this earthly vessel and earthly body, and never will probably until we get to glory, right? So, yeah, you'll never regret choosing to do things God's way. You'll never regret doing the right thing. So, did you have anything you want to say about those? Yeah, and I think we mentioned this before. Like I was reading in I was reading something interesting that um if we if we try to reach out to people, if we ask them if they want to be prayed for or if they want to talk about God or something like that, like we rarely regret doing stuff like that. Like what we regret, like if I guess like nowadays we we might abhor awkward situations. But, like, those type of things aren't as awkward as people make them out to be. Sometimes, like, the unknown can make us more afraid of something than reality. Like, right. our... And, again, that goes into we're not God. We don't know what the future lies. But, like, we're going to regret more about missing opportunities to talk to, about God to somebody than the opportunities that we actually took. So I think that is really important to like not get not get stuck in your own mind of like what are some of the bad things that could happen when you haven't even put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask you know what regret do you have? What are some things you regret? Like before that's interesting because like uh, what you were saying made me think about that. Like my regrets are like um, how someone might have perceived my actions are like sometimes I get in my own head of like um, what did people think of me or like what did they think of my actions or did I bother somebody 
And like sometimes I'll put in scenarios that weren't actually there. So like I'm thinking a whole lot about, oh shoot, what did they actually think about this? So, which can be good or bad. Like it's good because I think it helps me avoid like um, insulting or bothering people. But I think it's also bad because sometimes I insert feelings that aren't actually there or scenarios that no one really cared about, but they were a lot bigger to me. Yeah. So it's, I'm very people based. So how people think about me affects my regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And when I did that lesson, um, I asked this, I asked so many questions, but like another question I asked, I asked was how do you feel about regret? Is it a good or a bad thing to you? Mm. I think it's, uh, I think it can be both. Like, I think biologically, we are supposed to remember the past. We're supposed to remember the negative things about our past so we can learn to do better. Like, um, way back when, when we were still like Neanderthals or when we were still hunters, like, we had to learn from negative experiences in order to survive. Like, does the, does that bush have a line in it or did, were those berries poisonous? So we have to like learn from those mistakes. Now it's kind of, um, unfortunately nowadays, like we don't have to be looking out for lions or poisonous berries, but like, um, so sometimes the regrets that we feel have a physical pain to them. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we need something to feel regret about. So unfortunately it's about like social issues or like, how we interact with people. And sometimes, as I said before, it's like all these perceived situations that don't actually exist. Our minds just filling in all the blanks. Um, So it can be good or bad. Like we learn from our mistakes from them, but it can be bad because sometimes we'll overthink about everything. Right. Yeah. Then are you happy to have the regrets that you do have, or do you wish you didn't have that those regrets at all? Uh, man, that's tough. Because, right. um, you know, I, I was, oh, go ahead. I was, I, was oh, I was just saying, yeah, I wish I didn't have as many regrets as I have. Because as I said, a big part of it is, oh, what did I insult somebody or did I upset somebody? Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I do, which makes me feel terrible. But like more cases than not, I'm just overthinking it. Okay. No, no. Do you, do you, I'll, I'll shoot the question back at you. Do you feel like, do you feel glad or disappointed of all the regrets that you have in your life? Yeah. So like people always look at regrets as a bad thing, you know? Mm. So like I titled this woulda, coulda, shoulda. So like woulda, coulda, shoulda, we always look at it like missed opportunities. I think somebody mm. commented that. Yeah. That Eric Hanger guy. I don't know if you can see the comments on uh on here yeah but, i saw uh, it oh yeah he's on my youtube so thanks for joining by the way um so yeah you, in life you're gonna have good regrets and you're gonna have bad regrets so i think i said that to you before but like um in a christian life that's real powerful right like mm-hmm. you'll have regrets for not reaching people for, for christ you know you'll have regrets for not spending as much time in the word like billy graham like one thing he wrote in his last book he wrote when he was retired and couldn't speak like that no more and evangelize, so he could only write, right? Well, he couldn't even write. Somebody had to write for him. 
because he's 95, he was 95, 94, 93, right? So, so he said his biggest regret was not spending more time in the word, just like studying mm-hmm. it for himself and like yeah. growing for himself and maturing. Like he was speaking to other people, sharing the word, but he wasn't getting really getting the nourishment he needed, you know. That was one, but that wasn't the first one. First regret was just he didn't spend more time with his family. Because mm. think about Travel, it, really. traveling mm. around the world, Ruth yeah. Graham. He said Ruth Graham was closer to God than he was. So like, <laughs> because obviously she had to be to stay faithful to him when he was away, right, for so long. And then with the kids, she they had five kids. So in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I mean, yeah, man, it's just yeah, like it's just a lot to think about. So like, yeah, for me, I want to do this lesson because I'm just going through a season where I've been I've been looking back, but I'm looking back at the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like at the age of 28, so I feel like I'm not the only 28 year old that does that, and I'm pretty sure older people do it too. And we'll probably do it even more so the older we get. But we'll look back at life and just yeah, you'll look back at the missed opportunities that you had and stuff like that. But then you'll miss out on like the the stuff you could have seized and had for yourself, like in a selfish mm-hmm. way. So, like, that's what I've been doing, man. Like, for example, I don't know if I ever told you, but, like, I've been looking back. And I don't know if I told you yesterday when I was telling you about the lesson and stuff, what my plan was. But, like, I regret not having my way with women. That's the biggest thing I regret, which is a bad mm-hmm. regret, right? Like, Yeah. There's, yeah. Good regret. Well, there's good regret and there's bad regret. That's a good regret to not do, right? Yeah. So to yeah. not do it and live God's it's- way, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bad regret to have, but it's good that you're regretting it. Yeah, yeah, because, like, what what's the opposite of that? If I would have took advantage of those women, if I would have just, you know, because that's my thing. When I was in college, bro, Justin, like, I can count them on multiple hands. Like, how many women just, like, presented themselves to me, like, and told me that they were interested in me. And I was so blunt back then, like, oh, my gosh, I was so blunt. I would just be like, you're not my wife. Like, it, it took me a minute because, like, I want to make sure that, you know, they were interested in me and they were, like, trying to get me. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was so naive half of the time. Like, I had girls mm-hmm. in my bed, Justin, in my bed, in my dorm room. And they just laid there while I'm, on the, I'm at my desk reading my Bible. So, like, it never clicked on my mind, like, what they wanted. Like, <laughs> they were Man, just, that's like, a good thing. That's crazy. Man, the spirit of God had to have been there. Right. Yeah. Like, it was not even just that. Just like, cloud your vision. <laughs> Man, like, it was just so much, Justin. Like, and then, like, those girls were fine. Like, when I look at them now, oh, they're so fine, man. Just look amazing. Most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And I didn't, I didn't seize the opportunity when I had it. So, like, yeah, that's what I meant when I said, like, do you have good or bad regret? Because that's the one I'm thinking about. And, like, just mm-hmm. to, like, really take the lesson to the, to the next level. Like when I was thinking about that, God, how, do you, how do you handle those regrets? Right, like you've already said, yeah. like that's a bad. Well, you said that's a good regret to have. Like, how do you handle those regrets? Right, and that's that goes back to the quote. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, man. Like, I'm gonna just I'm freestyling it now. Like, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. Yeah, don't stress the could has. If it should have, it would have. Mm-hmm. Like when I think when I think about like just those missed opportunities, like, yeah, I get sad about it. Like, honestly, man, like, cause I always thought I was ugly. So like when I, I, I feel like that was what it gave me confidence. You know what I mean? Like of the mm-hmm. game, the swag that I have, but that's in the worldly sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. why, why, 
Why even do that? So, like, for me, God, the message God was telling me all through this season of my life, because, you know, the Bible is a guide, it's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, right? So it's going to give us the hope, the nourishment, the guidance, just everything we need with everything that we're facing. So with that situation, God was telling me, like, uh, there's always a story in the Bible that relates to your situation you're going through. So the story that God told me about for that, you know, to apply was Lot's wife, right? That's why I mentioned that yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because with Lot's wife, you got to think about it, Sodom and Gomorrah was a, the most sinful place ever. Like, that's that's how God presented it. Like, it had to go. He burned it with fire. Like, <laughs> destroyed it, right? Mm-hmm. So for him to want to save Lot's wife and his family, that's, that's a lot. Like, because they were a part of that, you know? At the end of the day, they were there. Like, they wanted to go there, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you knew they wanted to go there because Lot's wife looked back when God and the angel said, mm. do not look back. Like, yeah. that is so powerful. Don't look back. And that goes back to the quote, like, of that post, man. Like, that quote says, like, don't look back. You're not going that way. So, and then the second quote says, toss away the could-haves and the should-haves. Next quote says, stop focusing on the story that could have been and start writing a story that could be. Like, God is taking you somewhere, man. Like, God, he, <laughs> like, you got to think about it. Where was God taking Lot's wife and his family? Like to a better place where mm. his blessings, his favor, his goodness. Like you don't even know what's ahead. And that's a scripture verse. Like Jesus said, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but later you will. Like in John 13, 9 or something. I can't think what it is right now. But like, um, yeah, like in life, man, we have to move forward as Christians, mm. as believers. Like we can't, we live in the present, you know, like Jesus said, you know, take your, your bread, your daily bread. Your daily bread, you know, the bread of life is Jesus. So, like, <laughs> you got to take each day for the day. What can you do about tomorrow? Nothing. Mm. You know, what can you do about tomorrow? Nothing. Like, because tomorrow's not promised, right? You have to live in the present moment as believers. Like, mm. so, and that's a lot, man. Like, because what does that entail? Like, one question I was going to ask, too, is, like, what is the Christian life? You know, like, what does the Christian life entail? Like, and my biggest question was, too, I asked that in the, uh, uh, in that, other Bible study I told you about that we did. Uh, never regret doing the right thing. But the question today yeah. is: Is the Christian life easy? Why isn't it easy? And this is the biggest reason why, man. Because you're God's going to call you to do some things you don't want to do. He's going to tell you to go places you don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And like the answer is yes. You know, like he's going. And when it's yes, it's not easy. Like people think like it's just a piece of cake. Like, that's not true Christians. They know it's not like that. Right. Like, you're going to want to do things and live for yourself. But mm. the first thing Jesus said, you got to take up your cross and deny yourself, humble yourself and follow mm. me. That's not even the right thing, like the order. But you get what I'm saying. Like, so, yeah, man, it's just so much. Right? Like, you ask how I handle it, man. But like with Lost Wife, I'm going to finish saying it. Then you can uh, talk uh, like with Lost Wife, man. She looked back, man. And like as Christians, we can't afford to look back because we'll turn into pillars of salt like pillars of salt like her. And mm-hmm. that's powerful because Jesus said, You're the salt and light of the world, right? Salt and light of the world. Yeah. So to for her it was say, literally. What are you saying? Yeah, for her it was literally, unfortunately. Right. But for believers, you can turn to a pillar of salt too. Mm-hmm. And you know, what does a pillar of salt do? Nothing. It's only good to go with the wind. And be trampled on like everything else. Just like Jesus said, you know, you're the salt and light of the world. What good is salt if it loses its flavor? So a pillar of salt has lost its flavor. 
because it only turns into a pillar because enough salt has piled up because it's all bad salt, salt, right? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. only salt that turns into pillars, and it's hard. Like, it's only good to be trampled on. Like, there's so many Christians like that because they live in the past instead of moving forward to the future. Like, so that's how you got to handle it. Like, it's hard to handle. Like, that's the whole point. That's why the Christian mm-hmm. life's not easy because God's going to call you to do certain things and make certain sacrifices. That's the biggest thing. Like, you remember, yeah. I, I always say on my YouTube channel and on every lesson just about, like, you're as close to God as you choose to be. You're also as close to God as you're, as much as you're willing to sacrifice for him. You're as close to God as much as you dedicate yourself to him and commit yourself to him. Like, you'll never experience God as much as you can if you don't do those things. Like, and that's not it. You know, there's a lot of stuff, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, man, like, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to do with this lesson, man, like, you know, just building it up. So, woulda, coulda, shoulda, man, like, yeah. it doesn't get the job done, man. And as believers... I think the- yeah. I think the story for Lot's wife is like really representative of like how we kind of how we kind of treat God's plan because like God always has a something better for us like ever since Adam and Eve like he already had we were already in the image of God we already had the job that he set us out for us to do like to he already created the world beautifully but he gave us the job to like use that to make it more beautiful but and all we were asked for was to like trust in him on what good and evil is but we decided that we thought we knew a better way we thought of um we thought that we could integrate our own definitions of what good and evil are and that's how we killed our relationship with god and we do that all the time we always think that we know we know what's best for our lives like what we should have done and it's because we live in like a instant gratification culture. Like we need to have um, our pleasures right away. Like we don't think about the consequences. If he had laid down with a girl, like that would have been instant gratification right there, but it would have had insurmountable consequences in the real world and for you spiritually um, that God knew that you shouldn't do already. But, like, we try to make ourselves our own God. We try to make this fantasy in our mind of what should have been or what or what we expect when we when we go that route, when we do things that later down the road we'll definitely regret if we actually go through with it. Mm-hmm. so I think the I think the story with Lot's wife is really representative of even though we know God has something for us, we always try to look back or we always think we know what's uh, best for us. Yeah. Take it even further, man. Like I was trying to get with women even like, you know, like just message them, talk to them and like, you know what I mean? Just like rekindle something that was never there, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the powerful point. Like if it was meant to be, it would have been, you know, if it could have been, it would have been right. So Mm -hmm. like, why try to make something and force something that isn't God's will? Because that's what that is. Like, you're trying to force something that God didn't write the story for. Like, stop looking back and just take on the story that God's already writing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we have to live in yeah. the present. So, like, and that's the thing. Like, I was trying to go back. To, I'm sorry, I'm really trying to say. I was trying to go back to the past and relive it. When God has already moved me forward, you know? And sometimes we get like that. Like, it could be in any season of life. It could be in any moment of life that you get like that. So, like, 
But that's the whole point of the Christian life, man. You have to make that sacrifice. Just say no. Like, mm-hmm. like how many times do you actually say no to the things that you shouldn't be doing as believers? Like, yeah. And that's the whole point. Like, two things, man. So, like, if you do not say no to certain things, uh, and if you live for your desires and live for yourself as a believer, but even as if you're not a believer, like, here goes a quote for you. Those who do, who do not give and sacrifice to God will never will never be drawn and bonded to him. Right? So I got I to read again. Keep on butchering and stuff. Those who do not give and sacrifice to God will never be drawn and bonded to him. So, like, people say they want to be close to God and want to have a great relationship with him, and they love God. But, like, where's the fruit? Where's the sacrifice? You know, mm-hmm. you make sacrifices for people you love. So if you do that for people you love on earth, what should you do for God? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then also, yeah. like, here goes another quote. If Jesus Christ is God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him, right? So Jesus gave everything. He gave it all. So, like, as Christians, there's just some things you got to say no to. There's, like, no exception. You know, so what the world promotes, most of the time, you can't go with the crowd. You got to... Mm-hmm. You gotta be in the minority, which is the majority yeah. in glory and in all eternity, right? So, yeah. which is what make which is what makes being a Christian hard, like you said. Yeah, is just denying the things of the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, here goes some other points too. Um, like you asked, how do I get through it, man? Because I, I I was gonna ask that too. I'm a mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna ask basically, like, have you ever regretted doing the right thing? And do you still regret doing the right thing instead of what was wrong? And that's like the huge like line. I'm gonna just say it. Like, there's some stories in the Bible that relates to that. Jonah's one. Like Jonah's the first story I think about. You know how Jonah uh God called Jonah to go to Nineveh. You know, you already know the story. Uh when he finally went to Nineveh, he just said repent. That's it. He just said repent. He, he didn't even preach. His best sermon, he ain't want to give him anything. He just said, repent. And it said that it was the biggest revival ever. Like, more <laughs> souls were saved that day than any other day, probably. Right? It was, yeah. it was crazy. And it made Jonah so mad. But what did Jonah do? Like, yeah, we know the story. Like, it took him a minute to get there. It took him a while. But did he go? That's the whole point. Like, did he obey God at the, the end result? Right? So, like, for us... <laughs> Like, that's the right thing. And, and it said that he was mad. Like, at the end of the story, he was just furious that God was saved Nineveh. Like, because he knew it would happen. And he, he just was mad that it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, so, yeah, my main point was, like, don't be mad for doing the right thing. And don't ever regret doing the right thing. Because a lot of times we don't see the end-all, be-all of, you know, of you know obeying god it, t- it takes takes time sometimes sometimes we won't know until glory which is so many scripture verses like yeah romans 8 18 you know uh what is romans 8 18 I, I can't think of it right now but let's talk about galatians 6 9 it says let us not grow tired and weary and doing good for at the proper time mm-hmm. you reap the harvest right yeah if you do not give up so like yeah like there's a harvest coming you're planting seeds right now Seeds don't grow overnight. So the stuff that you're doing for God, it takes time to see. Like, it's it's most of the stuff, I would say most of the stuff, that's a bold statement. But a lot of the stuff that we do for the Lord, 
we won't see the end result until after the fact. Until yeah. until we receive all knowledge, all truth, like First Corinthians thirteen talks about. You know, until we get in glory and we're all perfected and made in His image, and all knowledge is known. That's when we'll know. But until that day, like all we can do is have faith in like what we can't see. That's what faith mm-hmm. is. So, like I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's really. Like the world is complicated. We don't know like where our actions will lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really have to trust in that verse that all things work towards the good of God. Because like right. we're not psychic. We can't tell the future. We aren't omnipresent, omnipotent, um, omni whatever. Like we're very limited. So we don't know how our actions might affect other people or affect things. I was a, uh, my brother and I have gotten really into this uh tv show called the good place and it keeps it pretty much like keeps tally of all your points um like all the good things versus all the bad things you've done and most Mm -hmm. people had bad things because even some of the nice intention stuff could have bad consequences like i think one of the examples was um they bought a present for their grandmother, but then it was found out that the company integrates all these sweatshops. So you automatically get negative points for something that was supposedly good. So there's like no way you can keep track of where your actions lead to, but like God knows we have to trust in God for that. There's no reason to put that pressure on ourselves. Yeah. We need to do the best that we can, but we also don't need to be bogged down by all the what ifs yeah that's the biggest thing like how do you handle regret good regret not doing the things that your flesh wants to do your simple nature wants to do the world's telling you to do that you had the opportunity to do that is Mm -hmm. a huge battle it's probably a battle we're going to be facing our lives you know until we get to heaven so like how do you face that like one reason you know we've been saying a lot of reasons i think people are getting a memorandum but like you know, through faith this is the biggest thing. Just trusting that, you know, God's going to reward you for your faithfulness, you know, and reward you for just pleasing him. And, like, there's so many stories in the Bible that relate to that. But the biggest one is, like, with Hannah. I love the story of Hannah, man. Like, bro, let me let me read this real quick. <laughs> but, like, with Hannah, um, she wanted a kid, and she couldn't have one because she was barren. And so she married an Elkanah. Elkanah was a godly man. He had to have been a godly man, man. Because it said that he favored Hannah more than anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, to, he had to marry Peninnah because people looked down at you. You couldn't carry the line. You couldn't have any kids. Carry that lineage. And then for a woman in that time period, if you're barren, your only worth is having kids in that time period. So, mm-hmm. like, if you, don't, if you can't have a kid, what are you worth? You're worth oh, yeah. in that time period, right? So... Uh, Alkana had to marry Panina to have kids. So, like, Panina, I don't know how many kids she had. It doesn't say. But obviously, she had a whole lot of them. So, probably nine or seven, something crazy. Right. <laughs> and so, Panina would always make fun of Hannah anytime that she came to her house <laughs> for not having a kid. And she knew exactly what chord to strike, like, exactly how to strike mm. her nerve. So, like, sometimes <laughs> in life, you're going to have a Panina who knows exactly what your goals are and what your dreams are. They'll throw it in your face, like, all the time, just because you don't have it, but they have it, right? There's so many people do that. So I, I told my dad one time, he was my fanina, but anyways, we'll keep on going. <laughs> so, 
So like Eli, uh, Hannah, Hannah kept on going to the synagogue anytime she went to uh, Penina's house, and it was like twice a year, I think. So she went to the synagogue like almost every year, probably for like ten years. I don't know, thirty years, however long, right? And she always prayed and asked God for a child. And uh, Eli, you know, uh, the one that used to get drunk as a pastor in the Old Testament, you remember Eli? We need to totally do lessons on this, man. Like, these people are crazy. But, like, you know, Eli, he's the one that got drunk and was big and ate a lot. Like, oh, yeah. and he had two sons that were priests, but they were having sex in the temple. That's Eli, right? So, um, yeah, but anyways, but he looked at Hannah anytime she came to the synagogue and would think that she's drunk because she was praying so hard and so fervently, right? So, like, yeah, man. Like, but when Hannah, long story short, she got she got the kid, right? And so Samuel, he was called to be set apart. That was the goal, like, because she said she promised to God, and I think that's the only reason why he gave it her the child. He promised she promised to God that she would, uh, you know set them apart, give them completely and holy to God, and just really, like, mm. just dedicate him to the Lord. So she would even, if, if the Lord wanted, it would be all his. Like, the child is all his. And that's what it was. It was Samuel. So the one that anointed David as king, Samuel, he was set apart and raised different from everybody else. He couldn't go to the festivals there. The whole, everybody else got to go to the festivals. He had to stay in the temple and worship the Lord tend to the Lord's task and tend to the Lord's needs, just everything in the temple because he was a Levi. That is so powerful, man. Like, like his whole life was dedicated under under God, man. So mm-hmm. he couldn't be like everybody else. So as Christians, like, that's what we're called to be and called to do. We're called to make those type of sacrifices. Like, our whole life belongs to the Lord. And we've been studying that with First Corinthians, uh, just the whole book of First Corinthians, right? Like, how many times does it say that, you know, you're, the, you're in the body of Christ, so you have a function, uh, you're not, you're brought, you're brought with a price. Your life's not your own. You know, like, you know, everything you have comes from God. Like you didn't make anything for yourself. Like, you know, everything you owe, everything you own belongs to him and you owe him for everything. So like, yeah, man, like it's so powerful, man. So. Yeah. That, that makes me think of like that verse from John fifteen sixteen about you did not choose me, but I chose you. Yeah. Like God, like that should be really powerful stuff. Like we, a lot of times we think it's all on us, but like God's appointed us to go, um, to go out to seek people. Like uh, a friend of mine says, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call mm-hmm. called. So we have to like, I feel like that takes a lot of weight off our shoulders because he's chosen us. Like we don't have to take it all on our own. We can actually um, look forward to the future because we know that we're part of God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. One of the questions I had was, is like, you already asked it, but how do you keep from having regret? How do you keep from having regret from serving the Lord? So that's a real interesting question. And do any of you have regret for serving God and, the last one is, did you do any, uh, did you do the right thing? Did doing the right thing pay off? And what was your reward for doing the right thing? Mm. Or has your reward not come yet? Sometimes when people read that, they expect physical rewards. Yeah. But a lot of times in this world, like no one's going to acknowledge the good things that you do. 
I think we kind of have to expect like the rewards and treasures that are promised to us in heaven. Like when we see God one day, we're going to see all the wrong things and all the good things that we've done. And I think we will be rewarded at that time through like blessings, like not, not gifts or physical things that the world has to offer, but like blessings and mercy that God has for us or like even for our own soul. Like doing the right thing is good for our soul because we're God's workmanship. Like we're created to thrive off of the good things that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, doing doing things for God and doing things His way is doing the right thing. So, like, some quotes I want to end off with is uh, if I can find it, it says sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same thing. So, like, if it's easy mm-hmm. to do, that's the broad way that everybody's taking. So you might as well not even take it. Like, God called us to live the narrow, difficult, and the in the hard way of living, which is God's way, right? So, like, uh, Matthew seven thirteen through fourteen, man. I think I always quote that. It's ridiculous. Jesus said, "Enter into the narrow gate, for broad, wide, and easiest way that leads to destruction, and many go by it. But narrow, straight, and difficultest way that leads to life. Very few people." find it so like the broad way many people go by it but the narrow way very few people find it man so like, yeah like the hard thing to do is always the right thing to do like so that's the thing god wants you to do but are you willing to do the hard thing for him and if you're not what does that say about you as a christian you know you're called to live for god right like granted you're not going to do it every time because you're not jesus like <laughs> only jesus does that so like, yeah. but are you gonna do it more times than not? That's how you know you're a Christian. Like, if you do it as much as you can, whenever you can, especially when he shows you, like, this is what I want you to do. This is the path I want you to take. Are you gonna take it, man? And so, like, another quote is: "The truth is, you always know the right thing to do. The hard part is doing it." Like, there's a certain things God didn't call you to to do, and call. Is there certain people God mm. doesn't want? Yeah, you that's to a, yeah, around. that's a good point. I like yeah. that. So, like, with me, like, going back with the women's situation, man, Maya is perfect, bro. God is so good. Because if it was meant to work out, it it would work out. And it did. I told you it didn't work out the first time around when we talked. And it, then circumstances brought me back to Nashville. And then, bam, like, I got another opportunity to, to claim my prize. Like, she was the number one woman I wanted, you know, out of all of them. Like, and I got what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm so happy, man. So, like. Yeah, man, like, if it could have been, it would have been. If it should have been, it, it would be. So, like, what's meant to be will be. And that's God's will, man. So, like, there's no point in, like, just trying to create something. Just, you know, have faith and let stuff work out and work its course. And just, you know, yeah, that takes a lot of discernment and prayer and stuff like that because everybody's situation is different. But, uh, yeah, last quote I want to say is, you know, you have made the right decision when there is peace in your heart. So, like, if your life is peaceful, why try to make it, you know, uh, dysfunctional? Like, if I was to look back and actually go back, that's dysfunctional. Like, if I let's just say last wife got to look back and go back there, she's going to be inflamed with everybody else in the fire. Like, <laughs> that's going to lead to destruction. So don't go back. Look forward. Keep on moving forward. That's the Christian life. Walk by faith. It doesn't say back walk, you know, take back steps back. You got to move forward, man. Move onward. Christian soldier, that's a hymnal. So 
Yeah, I know I didn't read all those quotes from uh, those posts. I don't know if you you think I should because like I think it's gonna yeah, like really break down. All right, let me share the post again. I'm gonna just read the ones I didn't finish off reading. I mean, I haven't read yet, but all right. So it says, just in case you're wondering. It's not too late to do what you should have, could have, and would have. Yeah, I like that part because, like, I like I like contradicting my posts and giving like just all and like when I do a YouTube video or something, I want to give all levels I could possibly give, all different scenarios, just hit everything, right? So, like, I like this quote right here. You know, just in case you're wondering, it's not too late to do what you should have, could have, or would have. So, like, sometimes looking back in the past can be a good thing. Just when you know there's something that God called you to do that you should have did a long time ago, so you need to do it, right? So, because that's some stuff, you know, that that's a factor. Like a good example for me is, uh, like when we talk about New Year's resolution goals, like there's a certain words of the year that I didn't fulfill yet, like animation. I have to keep on looking back because that's something I have to do. You know, <laughs> that's not something that I could just pass up. Like you know, so yeah. Did you have anything you want to say about that one? Can you see my? Can you see it? Yeah, I see it. Okay. Not that that I haven't already said, I think. Okay. All right. So the next quote is, would have, could have, should have. This is the language of condemnation underscored by the passivity of regret. It's the dead language. Uh, The thing is, you can't unsin. You can only repent. So, like, yeah, there's nothing you can do about the past. Mm. There's nothing you can do about what's gone all you can do is just keep on living and just enjoy the time that you have and just staying stagnant and regretting life that's condemning yourself right that's living in a place that god doesn't want you to be you know each day god gives us new revelation it's a it's a it's a scripture verse i can't think what it is you you know what i'm trying to say every day is new just all that stuff so like we got to appreciate the day for the day and receive the blessings that god has for that day because just just focusing on past is not receiving what God wants to give us today. And basically our focus is in the wrong place. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, we're going to miss out on what God's doing right now. Like we, there is nothing we can do about it. So we can't unsend it. Like the most we can do is like atone for them, like do the best for next time and like repent. So I, I like that quote. Yeah. And then there's no dwelling on the things you could have changed. Believe me, too much reflection on all that could haves and should haves will only hold you in your past. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You live in the past instead of the present. And God called you to live in the present, not the past. So that is tough, man. Like just mm-hmm. living in the past, man. Like how many people live in the past? Like I feel like when you're older, it's easier to do because like just in today's time period, being young is praised so much. You know, being old is condemned. So, like, you regret, like, just being old. And you're like, man, I wish I could be young. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. you live in that. You always live at that the older you get. You know what I mean? Like, and that's sad. <laughs> we should appreciate every age for what it is. I had to learn that with somebody giving me advice for turning 29, man. I was so sad. That's <laughs> up my spirits, basically. <laughs> yeah. My, my sister said something similar, too. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like no one likes, I feel like my generation doesn't like kids anymore like they always say oh why would you have kids they're such a hassle which is super depressing thing to say in my opinion but my sister who has two daughters um who are awesome um she she said yeah when you have kids like a lot of doors close 
but a lot more door a lot of other doors open as well like instead of lamenting all the things you can't do anymore then concentrate on the things that you can do Like when I, I know when I get old, I'm not going to regret the things I can't do anymore. I'm going to like act senile and try to get away with as much as I can. And <laughs> don't, don't regret it, man. I remember you said you're going to do something, your grandchildren during life group. I just don't remember what oh, I was. it was like, uh, oh, pretend I couldn't talk. And then yeah. I'm like, <laughs> say, say yeah, something like, I love you and then just die on them. Like you said, you build it up. When you, it was like the first day you came to group. You're like, yeah, well, it was the first day, but still, oh, it was so funny. You said, you said, I'm never gonna talk to my grandkids. I'm just gonna, they're gonna think I'm mute for all their lives. <laughs> the end of the day, they're about to die right before. <laughs> Take my breath. After time, it just right though. Right, you gotta talk because if you don't die right on the spot, then... yeah. If I don't die in time, then it's just gonna be awkward. <laughs> yeah, they won't be crying <laughs> coming up to you, like, Why did you fool us for years? And then you gotta explain yourself. Hey, <laughs> mm. right, you ready to do the New Year's resolution one? I'm gonna I'm a cut off this live and we can prepare for that. Oh, okay, resolution because <laughs> I gotta. I gotta draw it out. I don't know how to draw on the screen, so I gotta draw up my vision board thing. But all right, I'm gonna end this live. But all right, everybody, y'all make sure to uh, follow and subscribe to Justin on his social media platform. So let me pull them up real quick. Justin, thanks for joining, man, for real. Yeah, of course. But his YouTube channel is called uh, Chaplain Logs, I think, right? Yeah, Chaplain's Log. Chaplin's log. Yeah, y'all get y'all subscribe to the channel. Watch all his videos he got. Um, he's been he's been the one that helped me out with my Sunday school lessons uh, back in the day. Now back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other social media pages? No, that's it. Okay, and guys, you already know what to do with my social media page. Y'all make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Upload past upload past crossroads. Um, my podcast, I'm on every podcast platform, my Facebook page, Sean Christopher Jenkins and LinkedIn. Um, my Tumblr, Trumpet on last number one. I like sharing my screen so everybody can see it because I just feel like it's a lot to say in it. Everybody likes a visual. I can get my password here. Apparently, I don't know it. I try my best to be prepared and I already have it popped up, so I just go to it when I click on it instead of having a shortcut. Oh, yeah. Have a shortcut. Yeah. Uh, you done the 10-year challenge yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I you need know. to. Is that your 10-year challenge? Yeah, that's 2012 and 2012. Man, you're like posing in that second photo, though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't posted it yet. I'm about to post that photo. Like, I, I did. I'm starting to do my own photo shoots, man, because I'm I'm feeling myself. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but do you have somebody like, taking photos for you, like some professional? Maya helps me out, but I'm starting to do it by myself because there's a certain way I like my photos. Um, and I'm too nitpicky with her, so I, I don't want to. I need a VZ on my baby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but she be she be getting me right too. But yeah, those are photo. That's a photo I took by myself, but 
Yeah, guys. Mm. Y'all follow my social media platforms and everything. All right, so we'll see you guys in a minute. We're about to go live again.